today is taken from Second Kings chapter 18 verses 1 through to 5. Second Kings chapter 18 verses 1 through to 5 and the title of the word today is Removing Altars. Mm-hmm. Praise the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So I'm going to turn to the word. Second Kings chapter 18 verses 1 through to 5 and it is about a king of Israel and Judah um, a king called Hezekiah now it came to pass in the third year of Hoshea son of Elah king of Israel that Hezekiah the son of Ahaz king of Judah began to reign Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign. And he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Abby, the daughter of Zachariah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that David his father did he removed the high places and break the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made for Unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it, and he called it Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord. We are looking at the the overarching theme of the word today is removing altars. The scripture that I just read was just talking about Hezekiah. And when you read First Kings and Second Kings, um, and even First Chronicles and Second Chronicles. It is like um, a biography of the lives of the kings of Israel and Judah. And you don't need to read too far down into the verses to know if this king would be good or bad. They always start with he did right in the sight of the Lord or it would say he did evil in the Mm -hmm. sight of the Lord. And then the, the writers would then discuss and show the highlights of that king's reign. Now, King Hezekiah was a king who was young. He was 25 years old when he was taken and had to sit on the throne. And his father, the scripture says, was a king called Ahaz, who was the king of Judah. And the the Bible says that Hezekiah reign was to be for 29 years and that 
he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that he, David his father did. Now when the Bible talks about David their father, it talks about David as the spiritual father. David, King David, the first king appointed by God, their spiritual father. So Hezekiah did what was right in the sight of God. Hallelujah. And the things the Bible says that he was noted for was that he removed high places and that he break images and that he cut down the groves and that he broke in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. And the reason why he had done that is because the children of Israel were burning incense towards the serpent that Moses, Moses had made. And it was written in testimony to King Hezekiah that he trusted in the Lord God of Israel. In fact, Hezekiah did actually make mistakes as a king. But whenever he was in trouble or whenever his mistakes opened doors for the enemy to um, attack him, King Hezekiah knew what he needed to do. Whenever he was challenged, Hezekiah would always turn and pray to God. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. What Hezekiah represented in the lineage of kings in Israel and Judah was a significant paradigm shift. And a paradigm shift is when a, there is a fundamental change in your approach or your mm -hmm. assumptions. And to give you a different way, a way of looking at something radically different than you did before. That's what a paradigm shift is. We, 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 you think, you feel, you behave differently to how you felt about or you behave towards or how you thought about something in the past. Because when King Hezekiah came to the throne, the whole of the nation of Israel and Judah was in a state of apostasy. Amen? Mm -hmm. They were all in a state where they knew the God of Israel, but they also were holding on to idols in their hearts and in their minds. Amen. Praise God. And if you look at like this, even just the study of psychology, this is like to talk about the mental, the mental state. And this is what made Hezekiah stand out is because his mindset and his mental state was radically different to all the other kings before and others after him. And this is why the Bible says in verse 5, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. 
Hallelujah. Praise God, somebody. Praise be to God. God. And when you look at the the study of psychology, it is the study of the, the mental characteristics or attitude of a person or group. And psychology helps us to understand why some people can even have false beliefs, which normally are created over several years. And the study of psychology aims to equip individuals with the skill sets to reject negative and limiting thoughts and to allow positive beliefs, positive thoughts to dominate your thinking. And I believe with King Hezekiah, that was um, a, a skill or an ability that he had. You see, the people were in negative thinking. The priests were in negative thinking. The Levites were in negative thinking. The population of Israel and Judah were in negative thinking. And it had become so bad that they were now having alongside worship of God, they were also having high places. They were also having brazen images. They were also having groves and places of worship that they used to go to. And it's almost like they doubted God. Well, it's not almost like they did doubt God. So what they would do is have all of these other um, paraphernalia, other ideas and, and concepts of religion, concepts of faith, concepts of what it looks like to be under God, which was all incorrect. Hallelujah. And King Hezekiah, with his particular mindset, was able to see beyond all of these uh, distractions and to understand that they were actually grieving the spirit of the living God. Mm. But in the mindset of the priests and in the mindset of the Levites and the kings and the princes and everyone, they thought that they were religious or even maybe to an extent holy. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says in verse 4 that he removed high places and, and high places were like flat concrete areas that were built on high, obviously as on high places where people of the other religions and God's own people would offer sacrifices and they would go there to worship and they would offer human sacrifices animal sacrifices all manner of things was being done on what is called high places where, where they would go even prostitution was carried out on high places and it's a remarkable that the people of God got to such a place 
that they have these things in their lives and yet still they thought they were following and worshipping the true living God. And it took Hezekiah to come and to remove them, hallelujah, from out of their lives, hallelujah, for them to really see the true living God. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible also says that in verse 4, that King Hezekiah cut down the groves. Now, the groves were other places of worship, but they would be more embedded in nature. So the best way to describe a grove would be, it would normally be on a high ground again, but it would maybe be under a big oak tree. Yeah? Or it could be where there's trees and a cave or something. And those were what would be called groves. And these people would gravitate to these locations. And again, they would do their worshipping at these locations. And they would offer sacrifices at these locations. And Hezekiah, as the Bible says, broke those groves down. It says he cut down the groves. Hallelujah. Praise God. But he didn't just uh, stop there. The Bible says even the, the brazen image, the brazen serpent that Moses had made, and this is taken from, num- uh, you know, in Exodus, when the people of Israel had sinned against God and God had sent um, the uh, spoils and mice to bite them Mm -hmm. and God when Moses was praying and interceding for the people of God who were out in the wilderness God instructed him to melt down this bronze and to make it into the image of a serpent and lift it up and he said to Moses that whoever looks upon it shall be healed. In fact, in Numbers 21, verses 5 to 9, it says the people spoke against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread here, and there's no water, and I was so, so loathed this light bread, that's manna, And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make you a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looks upon it, he shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it on a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, that when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Mm. Hallelujah. 
So this serpent of brass that Moses had made had inadvertently now become an object of idolatry. Hmm? It had become an object of idolatry because the Bible says in verse 4 that in those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it and he called it Nehustan or, or broke brazen image. That's what he called it. Yeah? And Moses, um, Ezekiah had to now come along and break this brazen serpent into pieces to stop the people of God from putting their trust into all of these images, into all of these rituals, into all of these influences from outside in the world and to put their trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. In fact, verse 5 says that he trusted in the Lord God of Israel. Amen. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel. In fact, Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He trusted in the Lord God. Hallelujah. More than the groves. He didn't trust in groves. He didn't trust in high places. He didn't trust in images. He trusted only in the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. And in fact, with Hezekiah, the king, as we know, he had made he made mistakes. If you were to read Second Kings from verse eight, chapter eighteen to chapter twenty, you will read his life. He did make mistakes, and there was even a point in Second Kings twenty when God sent the prophet Isaiah to him to tell him that he was about to die. Mm -hmm. This same man who had broken down high places, broken down groves, broke, broke, breaking pieces, the brazen image. The man of God came to him one day when he was a bit older and said to him, put your house in order, because thus says the Lord, you shall die and not live. And in that moment, hallelujah, praise be to God, King Hezekiah the Bible says he turns to the, his face to the wall and he prays to God and he prays to God and he reminds the Lord of the things that he had done. He says, I beseech you, O Lord, remember now how I had walked before you in truth with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in your sight. And the Bible says, King Hezekiah wept. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, when you're on a pilgrim journey, and there could be times when you have served the Lord to the best of your abilities, 
and you've had your ups and you've had your downs. Mm -hmm. But then you hear a news or something happens in your life that just can completely throw you. And it was in this moment when Hezekiah turned to do what he only knows to do. And that was to pray to God. You know, you know, some of us may have argued with the prophet. Some of us might have went to the best and sought the best physicians. Some of us might have went and done many other things. But this king, Hezekiah, was humble enough, even though he was the king, humble enough to turn and pray to the Lord. And the Bible says that as he prayed, he wept. Have you ever had times when you felt so down, felt so isolated, so alone, that all you have is the tears? But I want to say that God hears your tears. Your tears carry your voice, Amen. your feelings, what you are going through. Amen. God hears and understands your tears. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that Hezekiah wept sore. This is Second Kings 20, um, verse 2, that he wept sorely because he was feeling that, Lord, I have tried so hard with your people. I, I, I turned the hearts of the people from the idolatrous ways back to you. I've done this. And yes, I, I, I've made mistakes. But, and he just wept. He just wept. He just wept. And the Bible says that as the prophet was walking and leaving the compounds of the, of the palace, that God spoke to the prophet. Isaiah and God said to him turn again and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people thus saith the Lord the God of David your father I have heard your prayer and I have seen your tears hallelujah behold I will heal you and on the third day you shall go up into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Hallelujah. I have heard your prayers. Hallelujah. And I have seen your tears. Hallelujah. Praise God. The prophet didn't hear his prayers and the prophet didn't see his tears. His children didn't hear his prayers. His children didn't see his tears. His servants didn't hear his prayers. His servants didn't see his tears. It is only God that heard his prayers. And it is only God that sees your tears. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And I believe that God... When Hezekiah was praying, it prompted the Lord to remember the good things 
that his king had done. Mm. Yes, he had made mistakes, and yes, he, he, he was prideful at points, and he had made mistakes, but essentially God knew the heart of King Hezekiah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Holy Spirit is telling me to speak to you today and to say to you today, are there any high places in your lives? Are there any groves in your life? Are there any brazen images in your life? Is there anything in your life that is being held up on par with God? Is there anything in your life that the enemy is using to distract you from putting your trust totally in God? Is there anything in your life that you find is taking your reverence or your worship from God? Hallelujah. Praise God. Remove any high place from your heart today. You know, a high place which they did there was a man-made place. It was a place which was um, concrete, which they built on a high ground. It's man-made. Today, man-made places could be a, 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 a celebrity. It could be a footballer. It could be a football team. It could be a, a, a singer. It could be something that the enemy has put in our lives that we are placing in a, given a high place in our heart that God wants for himself. Hallelujah. A grove which was always placed amongst nature. Hallelujah. The groves were always natural. And groves represent things that have run in the family for generation and generations. It's so run in the family that it becomes familiar to you. You know, you have some families where they're always talking about um, the occult. They're always talking about horoscopes or they're always talking about certain things and other traditions that is in the family. And these things that is there in the family, they need to be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They need to be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. Any grove, anything, any area in our hearts that we know has been, is that natural. My father did it. My mother did it. My grandfathers and my grandparents did it. These are the things that could represent groves that Hezekiah had had to remove and break them down from the children of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Or maybe is it a brazen image? A brazen image, as we saw with the, brazen, with the serpent that Moses had made initially, God had given him, it was there for a godly purpose. But God hadn't given the image to replace God. And that's what the people of of Israel was doing, along with all the other idolatry in their lives. They were burning incense to the brazen image of the serpent. And it was, in fact, replacing God. We see it with, with people 
ch churches today where they have images of Virgin Mary, where they have statues, where this brazen image is a point of contact, where the person believes that through that object, God dwells to them or God touches them. Hallelujah. Where the person believes that through that image or that object, they get protection. Today, some of us have things like these in our homes. We have crystals in our homes. We have stones in our homes. We burn incense in our homes. These are all brazen images. Hallelujah. God is a spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And they that worship him must worship, worship him. him. In spirit and in and truth. In truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Amen. God. Praise God. God is not in any of these objects. God Jesus. is not in any of these practices. Jesus. God yes. is not in any of these celebrities. Yes. The, these these idols we make. Even some of them are bishops and some of them are prophets of God and things we we've put their pictures in our homes and mm. they have become our high places. Oh Lord. Hallelujah. Oh Lord. Oh Lord have mercy. God is a spirit. Mm. And Amen. they that worship him must, must worship him in spirit, spirit. and truth. in truth. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise God. God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I pray that just as Hezekiah may have prayed for revelation for you today. Yeah. For revelation for you who are hearing these words today. Revelation of sight that you can perceive any high place, any grove, any brazen image that you have in your life. Hallelujah. Anything and any distraction. It could be even a person. Praise Hallelujah. God that the enemy has in your life, hallelujah, that is telling you, hallelujah, not to worship God a certain way, not to give God a certain amount of time, to give them back your God's time, to give them um, attention that you should be giving to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that revelation. Praise be to God. Praise in fact, God. for some of us, the high place in our hearts can be our husband or our wives. It can be even our children. Hallelujah. Mm. As long as it is a person who can influence you to put mm. them and their feelings and their mm. wants, which is not mm. of God, but to put mm. it on par mm. with your worship and your mm. reverence, and adoration of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know that there are some families where 
the children have uh, uh, can be like this. The children can mm-hmm. say to their mum or dad, you go church too much. Let's go to the mm-hmm. park this Sunday. Let's go here um, next week. And what it is, is the enemy wanting to take the child of God away from mm-hmm. the presence of God and to lift up in their heart high places, mm-hmm. groves, mm-hmm. and brazen images. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm telling you the truth. This, I believe, is why God, when Hezekiah was, had his back to the wall. When the prophet of God had spoken to him and had said to him, put your house in order for you are about to die. And I believe it's because of these acts, because Hezekiah didn't worship God by lip service. Because Hezekiah had taken action and he had removed the high places and he had broken down the groves and he had brazed down in pieces every brazen image from his heart and from the hearts of the people of the Lord. That when even when the Lord's prophet had spoken the word of God, that when Hezekiah prayed, God heard his prayers and God saw. Praise God, hallelujah. 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 And whatsoever, when the bosses sit down and, and consider what steps they're going to take, when they look at that person's record and they mm. see that that person served the company loyally, it, 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 mm. it, it balances the thinking of the bosses mm. that, yes, even though Amen. they've made the mistake, we have to also remember the loyal service uh, that this person God. has done. In Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which is why you hear sometimes in some companies you will get um, manager could have done a mistake of any kind. I'm not even going to put it into your mind, but he could have made a mistake of any kind. Or a staff member. But instead of sacking them, sacking them immediately, they may just say to them, okay, you have to maybe do a course. You know, you have to do a course where you're going to learn certain things again. Or they may say for, for a time, you, you may not have these managerial duties. You're just going to be a supervisor. But you know they're going to look to reinstate them as time goes back in the future because of the good credit that they have done, because of their actions and their low service God, in yes. the past. Hallelujah. Yes. And I believe King Hezekiah, these are lessons that we can learn. And there are four lessons I've taken out of this word today. The first lesson, if you have a pen and paper, is that King Hezekiah did, did, did what was right in the sight of the Lord, even though he lived in a wicked and an immoral culture. So even though the environment around him was wicked and immoral, even though even the Lord's priests should be the ones telling Hezekiah what should be done, it was Hezekiah the king who called the priests and told them to start 
the worship of God. Hmm? It was Hezekiah. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Mm. And you know, that, that is a verb. That is an action word. Mm. It is an action mm. word. And far too many Christians worship God by, by word, words only. You see, Hezekiah did more than just words. Mm. He acted. He removed these things from out of Israel and Judah. He removed these things from out of his heart. And this mm. was credit in the bank for him. So when he Amen. faced his most difficult tests and trials, God mm. was to say to the prophet, I've heard your prayers and I have mm. seen your tears. Amen. Sometimes we are offering prayers to God. And in the background, we have high places. In the background, we have groves. In the background, we have brazen images, crystals, stones, these kind of things. Hmm? Putting our trust in these things for protection. And we don't know that these things are a hindrance really for God, how God is going to answer our prayers. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise so the God. first point was that he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. He Praise did God. it. He didn't speak it. He didn't think it. He did it. Hallelujah. He acted, hallelujah, in a way that was right in the sight of the Lord. I remember there was a time when Jesus was talking generally to his disciples and others, you know, and they was asking, like, what, what is the sign, like, what makes your disciples, what make, shows that you are a follower of Christ? Mm -hmm. And Christ said, when, like, he said, when I was hungry, you fed me. Yes? When I was in prison, you visited me. <laughs> yeah? And they said, and they said, they said, but, but when did we do this? When did we do that? And Christ said, any person that needs that, and once you do it to them and for them, you're doing it for God. Hallelujah. So it is an action, not talk. It is an action that defines and shows God if there is truly that spirit of holiness is working through you. And it doesn't come naturally. I'm going to say that. It is something you have to ask God for. You have to ask God to help you. You have to ask God to remind you so that when, if someone is in prison, if someone is in need, I can physically act and do what is right in the sight of the Lord. That's the first step. That's the first thing, lesson from King Hezekiah. The second lesson from King Hezekiah is that his love for God and his example brought him blessings and additional years of life. Hallelujah. Contrary to all of the high places and groves, the stiff-necked and rebellious nature of the people of God, contrary to all of those things, Hezekiah was to show by example, hallelujah, how he loved God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And he could rightly point to how he had served God. And the word of God tells us that God desires our life. Hallelujah. And God honors those who honor him. Hallelujah. God honors those who honor him. Hallelujah. Can you see the problem of of having um, things in your heart that you put on par with God? Hallelujah. Can you see the problem of of um, appeasing the environment around you? Can you see the problem of appeasing people? Hezekiah didn't appease any of them. He knew what was right before God. And he showed by his actions how he honored God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Point three from Hezekiah is that Hezekiah knew where to turn in times of trouble. Hallelujah. As a man of prayer, he knew his only hope was God. Hallelujah. His hope wasn't in in, his hope wasn't in stones and or pictures of Virgin Marys or in uh, trinkets and rubles and different things that many people have sometimes. His, his trust was in God <clears throat> and in Amen. God alone. And it was to God alone who he would turn to in times of trouble. He prayed to God his desire. He prayed to God. Amen. Hallelujah. He prayed to, to desire God's glory above all others. Hallelujah. And what I would like to mention in times, in times like this is that there are many voices in our culture, many voices in our families, many voices in our circle of network that can confuse or misdirect us from God's will. Hallelujah. But his word is wisdom for us, and we must seek the Lord in prayer to be grounded and built up in him. Mm. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. God. Hezekiah knew where to turn in times of trouble. He turned to God mm. in prayer. And point four, the fourth lesson from Hezekiah was that, unfortunately, even after his victories, this is a lesson for us to learn, is that he, there was a moment of pride which he had. But he had a moment of pride when he, the devil sent the Assyrians to him and he showed Assyrians all the things that God had given him that was in the temple. Mm. And that was mm. held as a mark against him. That was his pride. But it was, it's there in the word of God so that we must learn to guard against pride which can be our Amen. downfall. We must yes. learn to guard against pride and never to think that because God is with us and God is, is um, covering us and he's protecting us, that we can open ourselves, expose ourselves to the enemy because that's what Hezekiah did. Hallelujah. The sworn enemies, Assyrians, he let them in and showed them the gold and the things that he had in the temple. And that gave the enemy incentive to attack him. After all of what he did and his victories, this was just to show the to be wary of pride. Hallelujah. So these were the four lessons that I've taken from the life of King 
Hezekiah. We all need to be able to examine ourselves. Do you have anything or any or person in your environment that could be taken as a high place in place of complete worship of God? Hezekiah recognized that he had to uproot and break down the groves. All of these familiar practices from generations, these are things like the occult, rituals, horoscopes, all other bondages that are passed down from generation to generation. Hezekiah recognized that these things had to be uprooted and broken down and destroyed. The, the brazen image that Hezekiah smashed to pieces represents objects or charms that you may believe is a point of contact to God or for protection. Let us draw near to Christ today and ask him to have mercy upon us and forgiveness towards our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God.